Welcome to the Bodywise podcast. In this episode, you'll hear from the Bodywise team on Eating Disorders Awareness Week. We'll talk through topics like understanding eating disorders, understanding how an eating disorder can affect us, supporting someone with an eating disorder, coping skills and mealtime support, treatment, as well as recovery. Without further ado, I'll pass you over to Rupi, who'll start off the podcast. My name is Ruby, and I'm the office administrator here for Bodywise. What is an eating disorder? Eating disorders are internationally recognised serious and complex illnesses that pose risks to a person's physical, psychological and emotional health. Eating disorders have one of the highest mortality and morbidity rates of all mental health conditions. They can occur at any stage, they do not discriminate, and they're not just about food and diet. We think of eating disorders as a coping mechanism. When parts of someone's life seem out of their control, sometimes the eating disorder can give them a false sense of control. Recovery involves expanding our toolkit of coping mechanisms, learning to separate ourselves from the eating disorder voice and working through what might be really going on for us. My name is Ellen and I'm the communications officer here at Bodywise. We know that eating disorders are complex mental health conditions with equally complex causes and risk factors. Risk factors that can make someone more vulnerable to coping in this way can be both internal and external to the person. Some factors that are internal to the person might be personality traits, such as a tendency towards all or nothing thinking or perfectionism. But equally, things in the world we live in, such as social media influences, a big change in lifestyle or a traumatic event can play a role. A whole range of factors combine to contribute to the development and maintenance of an eating disorder. Just as there is no one cause of an eating disorder, the effects can also be multiple and complex. Living with an eating disorder can affect our thoughts, our behaviours, our emotional health and our physical health. A person's behaviours, especially around food, eating and exercise, can become disordered, often in extreme and destructive ways. Behaviours like restricting food, overeating, purging, and over-exercising are common. The person's thoughts become distorted, irrational, extreme, and very all or nothing are black and white. These distorted thoughts and ideas could encourage, trigger, and influence the disordered behaviours. When a person's behaviour and thinking becomes distorted, this causes emotional distress and chaos. Eating disorders often develop due to underlying emotional distress of some kind. This can become entangled with other aspects of the eating disorder. How we feed ourselves affects our physical wellness. So when a person has an eating disorder, depending on the disordered behaviours, they will experience changes in their physical body. These factors all make up part of the web of hidden challenges faced by people with eating disorders and their families. It is in this complexity that an eating disorder can become confusing and difficult to understand. It can be difficult to separate the eating disorder thoughts from our own. Recovery involves the gradual process of unravelling and understanding these thoughts, 
behaviors and feelings. My name is Christopher, and I'm the support services officer here at BodyWise. Having a conversation about your relationship with food and your body can be very difficult, and it is not something that can be done lightly. Opening up means recognizing that there is something not quite right with this relationship. Maybe this is the first time that you are voicing these feelings. Acknowledging that there may be a problem is the first step towards recovery. When supporting a loved one, accept where they are right now. Approaching conversations in relation to feelings rather than food can show your person that you understand. Try to listen without judgment, as they may be frightened to acknowledge that there is a problem. Here at Bodywise, we believe that people can and do get better. What does treatment for an eating disorder look like? Well, the first thing to say is that there's no one size fits all when it comes to treatment. The treatment approach will vary depending on the age of the person, the type of eating disorder they have, and the level of clinical risk. And when we're thinking about treatment, we have to remember that an eating disorder affects every aspect of how a person functions. So there's a physical part, there's the eating behaviours and the food part. It changes how the person thinks and there's a huge emotional part as well. So when we're thinking about treatment, we're often thinking about different treatment approaches for the different aspects of the eating disorder. And as such, we're thinking about different clinicians being involved in those different aspects of treatment. So treatment for an eating disorder can look complicated and it definitely isn't straightforward in the same way that recovery from an eating disorder is not straightforward. Different treatment approaches might work at different stages of a person's eating disorder. And ultimately, what helps somebody to get out of the eating disorder might not be the treatment approach that they begin with. When we look at treatment overall, the one thing that is important for a treatment to work is what's called the therapeutic alliance. So that is the alliance or the relationship between the person who's being treated and the person treating them. If that alliance is not in place, if the relationship between the two is not functioning, then the treatment most likely won't be as effective. So no matter what type of treatment a person engages in, their relationship with the professional is key to the treatment being effective. The first port of call often when a person acknowledges that they have an eating disorder or when they start to worry about themselves or if a family member is worried about them is the GP. The GP is a good place to start because the GP can get the ball rolling on an assessment. They can assess lots of different aspects of the eating disorder and in particular the physical aspects. The GP is often a wealth of information about what services are available in the area that the person lives. If the person doesn't want 
to go into uh, or be referred into the mental health services, the GP often is aware of people practicing privately, psychotherapists practicing privately that the GP will have had word of from other people. And so the GP can often be a good place to start. It's also really important that as a person goes through treatment, that there is somebody, a physician, looking after their physical health in the background. And sometimes that will be more important and sometimes it might be less important. If the GP is worried about the person, they will refer them on for a further intensive assessment with a mental health team. That mental health team will either be for children and adolescents or it will be an adult mental health team. And the advantage often of being referred into the mental health system is that the team that will assess the person will have a number of different healthcare professionals within it who can work together as a team to focus on the different aspects of the person's eating disorder. So if a person goes through the public pathway, that those are the steps along the way. GP into the service, an assessment is done, and then whatever the outcome of that assessment, clinical need, a care plan will be put in place and the person will be treated. Now it is also possible to take a private route or you may say a route outside of the public system. Private sometimes means expensive and sometimes people will need health insurance to be able to avail of it. And sometimes private doesn't necessarily mean huge expense. It depends on a number of factors again, like the age of the person, the type of eating disorder they have and the level of clinical risk. If a person chooses to go privately, maybe chooses to find an experienced psychotherapist, a good suggestion or a helpful way of thinking about it is to pick three people who are qualified and accredited by a professional organisation and experienced in working with people with eating disorders. Again, going back to the idea that it's the therapeutic alliance that is key. It's very important to have an, an initial conversation or initial appointment with that psychotherapist to see, do you think that they are the person for you? If you don't think they're the person for you, then try somebody else. It's very disheartening sometimes to hear somebody say, oh, I tried therapy and it didn't work because there are lots of different forms of therapy. There are lots of different treatment approaches. And just because one didn't work doesn't mean that they don't work generally for you. It means that that particular person or their particular approach didn't suit you. And there are lots of different people out there who have lots of different ways of working. So I would always say to try a few people until you find the person who you think will work for you. Alongside treatment, recovery from an eating disorder can be a long process. And that's why having support is also really important. 
not just for the person with the eating disorder, but also for their family, their friends, the people around them. BodyWise has a number of different support services providing that support for people, often who are in treatment and people who haven't yet embarked on that journey. Hello, I'm Cathy and I'm the support manager at BodyWise. Recovery means a person will gradually begin to live in a way that is not driven and controlled through eating disorder behaviours. With the slow letting go of the behaviours, in time, the person begins to feel an inner security and trust in themselves to live without the eating disorder. Recovery usually begins with the person acknowledging on some level that the eating disorder is damaging to their well-being. It can feel very frightening to think about or be in the process of getting well and it is natural to have mixed feelings. Recovery is an active process needing constant practice and involves many challenges and being brave as little by little there is a letting go of eating disorder behaviours. Recovery is a learning process involving steps forward and steps backward. It takes time to build confidence and be brave and recovery doesn't go in a straight line. Often a person might find they take a step back into a more disordered place. This is something that happens and although it might feel distressing, it is part of getting well. Thinking through why this happened, feeling compassion and putting supports in place will gradually build strength to move forward once again. Recovery looks different for all. It is gradual. It takes different lengths of time for everybody. Different aspects of the eating disorder recover at a different pace. Part of what recovery might look like is for a person to be able to acknowledge the small but important changes that are being made or felt inside. This might mean the person listens to themselves and not to the eating disorder voice, even if it is still there. It might mean recognising their own triggers. Maybe it is being kinder to themselves, feeling less self-critical. It might be about taking responsibility, making choices, feeling okay about mistakes, or maybe feeling spontaneous. So maybe recovery is a work in progress towards letting go of the control the eating disorder imposes. If you've been affected by anything you've heard today, please know that our support services are available to you at any time. You can contact our email support via alex at bodywise.ie. Thank you for listening.